welcome to Pleasant Grove Church, where Reverend Dr. Classy M. Preston is the pastor. A place where the Word of God impacts and transforms your life. Let's listen to a power-packed message already in progress. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I wanted us to pause a minute because worship is our number one priority. I said worship is our number one priority. And the enemy does not want us to worship God. And quite often we are seduced into believing that we have worshiped God and we have not. Authentic worship is the response of grateful and humble people to the living God, where number one, submission, number two, sacrificial service, praise, profession, testimony, and gratitude, Judge Julie, are freely expressed. And what I have discovered is that many of us who show up at the house of worship do not worship God. Because if there is no encounter with God, there is no worship. And many of us show up and we never have that encounter. I discovered as I studied Pastor Moore about worship, I realized that there's some parallels between love and worship. Because sometimes people fake that they love us and they don't. And there are times when we are in relationships that we think are grounded in love and they are not. Anybody ever been disappointed? Anybody ever been uh, (laughs) uh, just really, really shattered that you thought he loved you, but you find out that was somebody else? Anybody have a friend or someone you thought you could trust and then you discovered that they had deceived you behind your back? So what I'm saying is that if we're going to show up in the house of the Lord, our intention, authentic attention, has to be to worship God. And to be honest with you, I am praying about this and I believe that God is going to deliver us Because many of us show up, but we never allow ourselves to worship because we're too preoccupied with what is next. The scriptures call for worship that is true as opposed to false. Secondly, true worship involves reverence and awe. You can't come to worship and sit down and say nothing and do nothing. Then you might as well be at home. Because worship is about, I'm giving praise, honor, and glory to Almighty God. 
And true worship is a human response to what God has done for you. I don't know what God has done for you, but I know what God has done for me. And you see, worship is about taking the time to say, thank you, God, for being who you are. Thank you, God, for being faithful. Thank you, God, for being trustworthy. Thank you, God, for delivering me over and over again. Thank you, God, for saving my life. Thank you, God, for protecting me when I didn't deserve it. You ought to just practice that. Thank you, God. Just say, thank you, God. Just say, thank you, God. If you want to make the enemy mad and the demons run, start thanking God for what God has done. Because none of us are here because we did all the right things. And none of us are here because we've been trustworthy and we have been all God calls us to be. True worship is a human response. Number four, true worship involves action. 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 Not on my phone. Not looking at your shoes. Not being concerned about what might happen tomorrow. Not being concerned about what happened yesterday, as my grandmama would say, yes, Diddy. But when we come into the house of the Lord, we need to come in with an attitude that I am going to connect with you and I'm not leaving this space till I have my encounter with God. That's why worship is so hard. And Deacon Daniel and I used to talk about this all the time. And he wanted to know why we didn't print bulletins anymore. I said, because Bulletins and paper do not determine the flow of worship in the house of the Lord. It's the Holy Spirit. And we need to understand that, that whether it's a bulletin. And sometimes I would have people reading the bulletin and reading the announcements and ignoring the word of God. But if you come into the house of the Lord without the intention of worshiping God and walk out the same way, you have encountered nothing. We don't need bulletins, so I cancel that. All we need is a pure heart and a desire to serve the Lord. Number six, only the divine sovereign God is worthy of worship. A lot of us worship our homes, our children, our cars. We worship the things that we have possessed. We worship the material things that God has given us. We spend more time, Maya, sometimes washing the car and polishing it than we do praying and asking God for forgiveness. True worship involves reactive communication. A lot of us don't worship because we have no relationship. We don't have a relationship with God. Somebody asked me the other day, how do you know when you're having an encounter with God? Reverend Marlon, I said, if you're having an encounter with God, you will know it because there's nothing like it in the whole wide world. If you have an encounter with God, then you will be a changed human being. Everybody who sings does not have an encounter with God. Everybody who preaches does not have an encounter with God. Everybody who comes in and sits at the keyboard does not have an encounter with God and that's what we have to be careful about is doing what I do without the power of God and an encounter with God I have done nothing nothing worship is an essential part of the Christian faith and when we worship in our prayers our songs service and giving we are expressing our thankfulness 
and awe to the Lord. Praise is about you. I praise the Lord because God saved my life on February 18th. I praise the Lord because God delivered me in all these dirty situations that I have encountered in my life. I praise the Lord because the Lord has taken care of me for 71 years. I praise the Lord because the Lord has given me a marriage for 45 years. I praise the Lord because the Lord has given me the gift of Pleasant Grove Church. I praise the Lord because I have been blessed with people around me who love me. I praise the Lord for this season in my life. And what we need to understand is that praise is about what God has done for you, but we worship God because of who God is and his holiness. You have no right to sit down on God. You have no right to come into the house of the Lord and look sophisticated when God has kept you all week, when God has been faithful, God has answered your prayers, God has delivered your children. God has blessed you with financial blessing. God has blessed you with an education. God has blessed you with all of the things that you need in this life. You have not worshipped God until you praised God for who God is. We need to say, thank you, God. Thank you, God. You didn't have to, but thank you, God. I went to the dentist on Tuesday to get my teeth cleaned. And for the first time, I saw the titanium plate that's in my face under my eye. And although many of you know that I fell on February 18th at 2.35 a.m., most of you don't know what God did for me that night. And I'm only sharing this not because I want to get my business on Facebook and people talking about me and all of that. I just want to let you know that God is still God. So I fell and Deacon Jay called EMS and two ladies came over and they said, well, you're precious high, but you look all right. Call us in the morning. And the next day, my face began to swell and the color changed. And Reverend Paula said, you need to go to the emergency room. And when I went to the emergency room, why am I sharing this with you? Because I want you to know that all of us have something in common with this woman in the text. Because there are times in our lives when we're just going to have to cry our way through and pray our way through. And sometimes we don't realize that it's lazy. It's laziness that causes us to rob ourselves of worship. So I went to the emergency room and they took a CAT scan. And they said to me that you have fractured the floor of your eye. And they said, you know, the eye sits in a box. And the floor of your eye is fractured. So you need to go to Chapel Hill tonight. 
And I said to them, I didn't come here to go to Chapel Hill. I had my little running clothes on and my T-shirt. And listen, the man's trying to get me to Chapel Hill, and I'm concerned about I didn't come to the hospital dressed to go. And he said, and by the way, I want you to go uh, in an ambulance. We checked. There was only one ambulance in the area, Billy. And they said, we don't want <laughs> to send our only ambulance to Chapel Hill tonight. But the doctor on duty and the head nurse on duty called Chapel Hill. And they said, this woman is here, and she has to have assistance tonight. So they gave approval for me to drive my car. But they also made arrangements that I would go to the front of the line. And what I have discovered about God is that God will make a way out of nowhere. I have learned that you might think you're at the back of the line, but God will move you to the front of the line in due season. And that night, God used the, the physician there and the head nurse to move me to position so that I could get what I needed for my eye. And to make a long story short, I went to Chapel Hill. I did have surgery. I had another scan. And they said, no, 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 no. You don't have a fracture, sweetheart. The total floor of your eye is crushed, and it's gone. And you need surgery right now. I'm not sharing this with you because I want sympathy. I'm sharing with you because I want you to know that God is able. And so when I sat in the dentist's office and I saw the x-rays, that was the first time I could see the titanium plate and the two screws under my eye. And I realized in that moment that God had delivered me and had given me sight because God is God. And I discovered that somebody else is going to fall, but you need to know that God will pick you up. And that God will send angels who will take care of you and get you where you need to be. And so I looked at that picture and I said, thank you, God. I saw the surgeon last week and she said, you're 50% there. So even now, I have the throbbing in my face and swelling. And as I was working on this sermon, I said, I have a lot in common with this woman. Because there are times when you, you just don't feel you've been invited into the party, but you go anyway. <laughs> and when I looked at that and I thought about the whole situation, and when Reverend Paula described to me and explained to me that the nerve from the top of my nose all the way down my chin had been destroyed. And that nerve, Bridget, has to come alive again. So there are times when I am just sitting and my throbbing is like this. But I have learned so much about God in this moment. I have learned that when I worship God, all of my prayers are answered. When I worship God, I get answers to my prayers and I get direction on what God wants me to do. And I'm sharing this story with you because it's about time that we worship God and realize that everything we have and the lives that God has given us are worthy of a thank you to God. And I don't want us to be lazy anymore. 
And right now I'm saying that I have a concern that we have come too comfortable with doing nothing. We have become lazy on God. And we give everything, some of us, not everything, we just give our jobs all we have. We give people around us all we have. And there is no place in our calendar when we worship Almighty God. You might look at me and say, you have lost it. That titanium plate and those screws must be doing something. But every now and then, I, wanna, I cry through my tears and the pain because that's part of the journey back home. You know what I'm saying? And you see, I see this woman, and I looked at this woman, and I kept reading about her and the way she worshiped God. And it just reminded me that God is faithful. We are prostitutes in the house. We have people who have committed adultery. We have people who have stolen. We have thieves in the house. We have drunkards in the house. We have people who are doing things right now that God is not pleased with. We have liars in the house who don't tell the truth, who don't go to serve God's people. Remember, worship is you got to serve. You need to give. You need to have testimony. This is just coming here to be rekindled and to get your, uh, uh, your energy, you know what I'm saying? To get your $5 gas and get what you need so you can go on the next day. You know what I'm saying, Minister Dara? It's not here that we sit still. We come here to get direction and clarity. And it says in the text that when the Pharisee, I thought about that also because remember last week I explained to you the difference in being self-righteous and righteous. And that all of us ought to desire to be righteous. But this Pharisee was self-righteous. You ever met a Pharisee? You in my house? Yeah. Pharisees look down on other people. Pharisees think they're better, Reverend, than other people. And it says, now one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him and he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined in at the table. But when a woman who had lived a sinful life in that town learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. You see, everything will change here when the community learns that Jesus is hanging out over here. Everything will change when we have people look at us and can say, they are serious about worshiping God. And worship is not about numbers. One person can worship God. Two people can worship God. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that everything changes when we lift our hearts and worship to Almighty God. And the word says that mm, she came into the Pharisee's house and she brought an alabaster jar of perfume. Well, I decided, you know me, and I was in the bathroom looking around. I said, where's my expensive perfume? The one that I never wear. Where's that perfume that sits on the shelf and I never put it on because I don't want it to go away? I brought it in here in a pretty bag. And I had two bottles up there. I had this one that's about 10 years old. And then I had another one, and they reminded me that I have not been faithful with the resources that God has given me. And what I realized, Reverend, this one is about 12 years old. And it had some name on here that I could no longer read because my eyes can't read like that anymore. But when I went to 
the shelf to look at the perfume, I realized that I needed to look at this woman, Deacon Gino, and I needed to get myself together because I had my best perfume on the shelf, unused, honestly collecting dust. How many of us are just like that? But I realized the power in taking your best perfume. It was alabaster jar. It was not. It did not come from the Dollar Tree. It did not come from Family Dollar. It did not come from CVS. It did not come from Macy's. It did not come from Nordstrom. This was the east side of New York. And this is the perfume that I have that I'm doing nothing with. And I'm saying that to you because many of you are just like me. You got perfume on the shelf that you have not used. You got talents you have not shared. I see you shaking your head. You have money that you have not given because you're saving it up for the right time and the right day. But look at this woman. She walks over, right? And then she has tears, Reverend. I knew you were going to sit there. And I said, this is going to be perfect because she has tears. And, and, and Simon is over there looking at her saying, I can't believe that she invited herself to dinner. She comes in here. We're ready to serve. And there she is over there crying. And then she takes her hair to dry the tears and has the nerve to bring the alabaster jar, open it up, and anoint. You know I'm going to anoint your feet don't you with my perfume and, and because I need to keep my speaker I'm gonna let you anoint one foot with that one all right and I want you to anoint one foot with this one and then I want you to just thank the Lord that you have gotten my best perfume so some of us in here we need to get free in the Lord and we need to give our best to the Lord and we need to let this woman teach us a lesson. God is worthy of our best. And we need to understand that unless we give it back and we thank God for it, it's worthless. So when I looked at the perfume, I realized that God has blessed me with the perfume. But what am I doing with it? In your life, what has God blessed you with? What are you doing with your talent? What are you doing with your time? What are you doing with your life? What are you doing with your children? What are you doing in the community? Who are you serving and who are you lifting up? Because there are so many people who just need a word from the Lord. And so today, church, what I'm saying, it's time for you to go on the shelf, get your best bottle of perfume, and you need to use it in the name of Jesus. Because the word says that the earth is the Lord and everything that's in it, and that Lord is worthy to be praised. And what I realized that this woman might have been a prostitute, but the Lord delivered her. So whatever you are that's in the world, God can deliver you to righteousness by coming and confessing who you are. You don't have to be a prostitute. You don't have to be a liar. You don't have to curse people out. You don't have to be a drunk person. You don't have to live the ways of the world, but you got power in Almighty God. So it's time for us to worship God in spirit and in truth. It's time for us to have some happy music so that we get up and we want to dance in the presence of the Lord. It's time for us to act like the Levites and we're going in the temple. 
It's time for us to learn how to pray like Paul and Silas. It's time for us to be like the woman, the widow with the might. It's time for us to realize that God will bless us in our midnight hour. And God will do all great things because we serve an awesome God. Can I get a witness? Can I get a witness? Is God good? Has God blessed you? Has God blessed your household? Then we need to end by saying, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you for my titanium plate. Thank you for the swelling that reminds me that you can save anybody at any time. And somebody in here needs to know that no matter what you're doing, no matter where you're sleeping, no matter who you're cheating, that God is a strong deliverer. He's Lord God Almighty. So don't ever doubt that God can deliver you from your situation. He delivered me. Not just one time. He has delivered me all my life. And I could have lost my eyesight. That's what the doctor said. We, we can't believe you can still see. But God just wanted me to know that, cholesterol, you might be on the floor, but I'm still God. I'm still God. So wherever you are, you ought to give God some praise because God is still God. God is still God. God is still delivering. If you are ready to give your life to Jesus Christ, we invite you to pray this prayer with us. And it says, Dear Lord, I admit that I am a sinner and there is nothing that I can do to save myself. I ask for your forgiveness. And you can do this if you are streaming. At this moment, I believe you alone are the one who bore my sins when you died on the cross and rose from the dead. Today, I turn from my sinful life and invite you into my heart. I will trust you and follow you all of the days of my life. Thank you for saving me and hearing my prayer. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. It is our prayer that this message will enlighten and empower you to do the will of God. If you have a prayer request or praise report or like additional information on Pleasant Grove Church or other recorded messages, come visit us in person or write to us at Pleasant Grove Church, Post Office Box 3603, Cary, North Carolina, 27519. Or call us at 919-363-5198. Or visit us on the web at www.pgc-carry.org. Thank you again.